0: Welcome to The Migrant Next Door. I'm your host and fellow migrant Ratika and I'm here to talk about all things related to migrants. So we'll discuss everything from moving to a new country, mental health, relationship problems, culture shocks, investing and more in the journey to build a home away from home. Welcome to season two of your favorite podcast. I am finally back after my super long extended three-month holiday or break or whatever you want to call it but I have been absent um, but I am back now with um, a brand new season with a lot of episodes and we do have quite a few things to discuss this season. So today I thought I'll just give you guys an update on what I have been up to and where did I spend my um, last three months. So first things first anyone who's been following um, the podcast would know that I was training to run a half marathon and that was in mid November, I think I've forgotten already, but um, yeah, so I ran a half marathon which I was very proud of. I did not achieve the time that I was intending to, I was um, like 10 minutes off that time, but I'm still very happy to actually complete it. And I wasn't like super, super t- like I was tired, but I wasn't like dying tired, so that was really good. And then next on my plan was to fly home to India with my partner and get married. So, yeah, your uh, podcast host is very much a married woman now. feel very um, grown up and adult saying that. And for those of you who know anything about Indian weddings, um, my wedding was a three-day affair, which, I mean, by Indian standards is not like super long. But yeah, it was... Um, very exhausting and tiring but I did get married so that's good you know it's like um, doing all of this work and then what's the um, end result of it well you're married so you know there you go it was great I was a bit sick before my wedding I was sick during my wedding as well I was constantly coughing um and I'm not sure why that happened because it wasn't my first trip to India um last year so I was thinking that I'd be fine and I wouldn't like get those sort of like environmental shocks or like um going from summer to going into winter where I mean really it wasn't really winter in India for for our standards But yeah, I had the time of my life, um, met all of my family, extended family. I think literally everybody was there. So um, that was great to see quite a few cousins after a really, really long time. Some of them were like little kids when I saw them last. So it was um, quite a few years ago. So that was really great. There were like five different events over three days. So the first one was uh, what you call Mendi, which is like you put henna on your hands being the bride it took me 3 hours to get all the henna done which <laughs> wasn't great but um everyone was enjoying there was dance there was music so, you know you just like sort of get in the mood and especially when it's your own wedding um and then that night we had the sangeet function which is um well literally translates to like a musical night where people just like sing and dance and drink and eat so it's sort of like a celebration but before the wedding um and then the next day morning we had my haldi which is um traditionally you'd put turmeric on on the bride's face to get that glow but um these days it's quite commercialized so uh, myself and my partner or my husband had um event together with all of our families usually it's like separate events but we just thought oh well we'll do it together when everyone's in the same city so that was great and then the same night i had my wedding the actual wedding ceremony which well technically i was married at like 4 a.m in the morning which is quite standard um, in India but uh, I think if anyone's listening outside of India then you'd probably think that we're crazy to do that well we are crazy (laughs) but we do enjoy a lot Um, and then after that we traveled to New Delhi where my husband's family lives and then after a few days what was supposed to be resting days didn't really rest we had our formal reception so that was also really great and there were a lot of family and friends there we really enjoyed the reception like if there's one event that i really enjoyed apart from like getting actually married was the reception because um everybody sang everybody danced it was such a good party um so i think that was the day when i was like okay yeah this is just to enjoy there's no ceremony here i mean you can cut the cake and you can pop the champagne bottle open but i mean really it's just for us to enjoy the day so that was so great New Delhi although was freezing when we left and um, that was not what I was expecting because I've never really like lived there through winters I've I've visited a few times but never lived there so that was a little sort of snapshot of uh, me getting married being super tired but, but still really enjoying it. And if there's one tip that I can give to anybody who's wanting to get married in India. Whether you're from India or I don't know just going to India to get married. Whenever you get a chance take a nap. I don't care where it is or who's sitting next to you or like how you feel. But if you get a chance you get that nap girl because it is going to be such a long day and you will regret not sleeping so after the wedding after the reception we um did a little bit of sightseeing um being the tourist in your own country well i was being the tourist in my own country because um i had never seen the taj mahal so i went to agra with my in-laws and my new husband and we saw the taj mahal which um i have to say it's beautiful like it is like symmetrical from every end and the way they've like built it the architecture and I mean it's just magnificent so if you're ever in India definitely go and see the Taj Mahal it is just amazing so yeah after that we left India for um, a few days in Singapore because our initial plan um, my husband and I thought that we'd be really exhausted in India after all the wedding formalities so we thought we'd go to Singapore stay a few days and like really relax before we come back to Christchurch but being the people that we are, we don't really know how to relax. So, we had four days in Singapore and we had like a jam packed schedule. So, we saw literally everything. We went to Santos Island, to Madame Sard's Museum, we saw the city, we explored through bus, through train, ate a lot, saw the Marine Bay Sands, saw that big lion thing I've forgotten what its name is, but it's quite famous. Um, went to Universal Studios in Sentosa and it was just it was great but like again so exhausting like we'd leave in the morning around like um, 9 30 10 after having breakfast and then we'd come back after dinner at like 10 30 11 so like 12 hours straight we'd be outside <laughs> and we celebrated the New Year's um, in Singapore so that was so great like we were at the Marina Bay Sands Hotel on I think it's like the 57th floor I have never been that high on a building like, can you imagine 57 stories it's like it's almost illegal to say such a thing in christchurch given how many earthquakes we have so yeah it was um it was scary but um man singapore is just like next level i mean really it's a city it's not even a country but the way that they've like commercialized things and just the economy and like the whole bling bling my god i was just like where am i but it's it was really good we saw a lot of things such a good multicultural society um when you're there, you really need to take all of that culture in. It's not really that expensive for like food or travel, but accommodation I think is quite expensive in Singapore. So plan that well and add that into your travel plans. After that, we finally finally got back home to New Zealand to Christchurch, and can I just say, jet lag is the worst thing to happen to a human being. And it always, always happens with us when we come back to New Zealand. Every time that I go back to India, I've never had jet lag. I mean, except probably from the first time that I went back, but there was probably just like shock (laughs) of, of coming back. But every other time after that, I go to India, I'm absolutely fine. But when I come back... I just have this really bad case of jet lag. It takes at least a week to get over it. You're so sleepy during the day. And then if you make the mistake to sleep during the day, then you basically are awake the whole night. And that just ruins the day for you. The more I try to get back into my sleep routine, the more I failed. Next time you leave your country, just walk back, okay? Don't come in a plane. So after I came back, and once my jet lag was uh, over and done with, we had a party for all of our friends here um, who were not able to attend our wedding in India and that was again a massive massive party from from my standards I think and then the week after we had a really close friends wedding so it was the same routine singing dancing enjoying and then being exhausted the next day so that's how my last two or three weekends have been in January So yeah, here to finally start and give you season two of the migrant next door. As always, I do want to give an update on the weather that we have in Christchurch and in um, New Zealand. This time it's a national weather update, guys, because it's season two, so we're better now. So first off, rain. A lot of rain in Auckland in the last two to three weeks. There have been massive floodings, slips and basically just water everywhere there's been like million dollar mansions in auckland's waterfront where the land beneath these like mansions have basically slipped because they're on like a cliff so you build this super expensive million dollar mansion so you can get the amazing views of the ocean but then when things like that happen the land actually slips and then your home is Not fit to live. So, yeah, Auckland's still reeling from all of the rain. There's still quite a bit of rain predicted, I think. Meanwhile, in Christchurch, Hmm. I know that I've been complaining a lot in winters about how cold it is, but can I just say it has been super warm? Like it is HOT hot, super hot. And as much as I'm trying to give the hot girl summer vibe, it really has been the melting girl summer vibe because. Your podcast host here is not Caucasian. So, as soon as she steps out in the sun, she doesn't get a tan, she literally burns, and it is not great. It probably is one of these migrant problems, eh? You're like, oh my god, I want to go to the beach and you know, get this nice tan. And the moment you step out, your skin starts burning, and you're like, what the hell? This has never happened back home. Where like I've lived all my life in 45 degree temperature, I could be a scientist here and explain the whole thing, but basically, Uv is here are super strong and then they basically burn your skin and you get a lot of other health complications so if you are stepping out in the sun put that sunscreen on okay so that you can actually have like a hot girl summer and not melting girl summer because it is burning in Christchurch here and as much as I enjoy it honestly I mean I do have to complain about something right so let's just complain about that um so hopefully it gets better well I mean it is it's is great but hopefully it gets better So what do we have in store for you for this season? Well, there are a lot more topics about migrants, more issues that we care about, more issues that we want to discuss in this community, get feedback from everybody and understand how people are coping with things that bother them or things that are not in their control but are part of that life they're building as a migrant. I also do want to do a short series on investing for migrants. I do want to talk about stocks, Crypto investment funds and every other way that you can, well, not double your money. It's not a um, get rich quick scheme. A scheme like this doesn't exist, guys. Okay. But I do want to talk about how you can build that portfolio, create wealth for yourself and for your family. Because as a migrant moving to another country, it's such a big investment that you have to first make, whether you're coming to study or like to work. A lot of money is involved so once you're all settled and once you're basically a bit relaxed I think it's time to build that wealth so that you can retire properly and I know being a young person talking about retirement it doesn't sound logical but someday we do have to talk about it and as migrants we pay a lot of money in like visa fees or getting your medical examinations done for a lot of different types of visas or applying for um, residencies permanent residencies citizenship so We do have to make all of that money back and we can get our money to work for us. I also want to talk about how to buy your own house, how to start your own business, get all of these other streams of income coming in for you so that you can be a rich migrant. That's what I want you to pay, okay? I am super duper excited to walk on this journey with all of you and I hope, It helps you navigate things in a better way with each other's support. I'm always here every Monday with a new episode talking about things that matter to us, talking about things that are important for us and talking about things that can help us support each other. So I'll see you next week with a brand new episode on this journey of season two. I hope you'll support me like you always have so that we can continue and discuss things that matter and give me feedback where I'm not doing it right. See you next week. Have a great day and stay safe. Bye.